0: Benegatti is the CEO and founder of the Artbound Initiative. She is someone that I aspire to be like, and I'm sure you will too, after listening. We talk about her program, the Artbound Initiative. It's a global internship program that connects students and recent graduates with key players in the creative industry. So not just advertising. It's a break-in option that offers internships in New York, London, Berlin, Hong Kong, Melbourne, and Sydney amazing places. And I was super impressed with their method. If accepted, you are in great hands and guaranteed an internship. Laura sheds light on how you can apply, the pre-internship process, and then the network you achieve once in. And I never studied abroad in college because my potential program was niche. I was worried about finances and I was intimidated. But The Artbound Initiative mends all these concerns while offering you an internship like no other. And of course, I talk with her about pricing and and she's very honest about it. She talks about her background, the general job seeking tips and tricks that you can apply today, even if you're not planning on applying. So this is valid for everybody. Laura will inspire you. So connect with her. Visit our Instagram at enteringad to see her resources and the program's website and just to connect with her. We go global on this episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast, and through it all, I am your accomplice, Gino Schellenberg. Kick it, Mikey. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for taking the time to talk. This is going to be a super cool episode. Where are you at right now? So I'm right
1: now in Paris, France.
0: Nice, nice. So this is going to be a fun one. Uh, are you from there originally? Like, where are you from?
1: I'm I'm actually from there originally, but but then I lived most of my adult life in New York.
0: Okay, very cool. Very cool. I took three years of French in high school, and I don't remember much. I wasn't the best <laughs> student, but I thought it was really interesting at the time
1: it's a pretty tough language i have to admit even 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 me i forget sometimes
0: and um i've never been to paris i'm sure it's beautiful it's everything i'm sure everybody imagines to be it's like the number one tourist town in the world i'm pretty sure and i think it always will be
1: yep it's it's a decent place let's just say it this way
0: any like recommendations for anybody that would travel there just like right off the bat like maybe try this hidden location that might not be on like travel websites or anything like that
1: yeah, definitely try. Well, first of all, try to go there and figure out if you can find a Parisian that you might know, because that's going to change the entire experience. Mm-hmm. And we definitely recommend to hang out around the 11th, the 10th. Those are all the cool neighborhoods okay. to be in right now.
0: Okay. And how is it with uh, the pandemic? You said uh, we talked before, you said it's a little bit more locked down than maybe the United States. How, is yeah. that true?
1: It is it is because I think we did such a bad job, you know, I mean, don't quote me on that actually quote me on it. We did a terrible job um, on like handling the I think the COVID situation. And so the vaccine is rolling out really slowly. So we're still like curfew and all that drama. Yeah, I was in New York just now and it definitely was a different vibe already.
0: (laughs) Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Well, I hope, you know, I hope things speed up along for you guys there and everywhere else in the world just for our own sanity. But no, this is going to be a really fun conversation. What, what is your role? What do you do for a living? Why are you on this podcast? I think it's really interesting. And uh, our students deserve to learn about what, you, what you're offering.
1: Of course. Well, first, thanks for having me. And so to give you a little bit more of my background, um, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Artbun Initiative, which is a global career accelerator for creatives. Um, so basically what we do is that we connect students and recent grads Um, with companies in the creative fields for internships and we do that locally we do that internationally so we've got opportunities in New York City um, in places like Berlin Hong Kong Melbourne Sydney and we work with students but also universities and the reason why I'm on this podcast is because we also offer a bunch of opportunities in advertising Um, Mm -hmm. you know I'm hopefully here to be able to tell you a little bit more about ABI the program but also just about you know how to launch your career, because that's something that I'm talking about mm-hmm. every day, day in, day out.
0: Right, right. And you've been doing this for five years now, and it's been very successful. Um, I, I think it's really interesting that you offer like this global perspective. Obviously, you're in Paris right now, but the you offer internships in New York, London, Berlin, Hong Kong, Melbourne, and Sydney. Like, it's amazing. And um, part of breaking into the industry, whether that's something in creative or in advertising you need an internship or you need that you need some experience so this is a way to do so and i would love like to hear about your process how you got started with this so tell us like if i'm a student uh in advertising or or in a creative field i go to you and what happens then
1: yeah of course so basically usually the students would Um, apply to our program right online they would find us either through their university or through like just researching online for programs like that, and they would have to apply there's an application process so you know you need to like submit portfolio if you're creative resume record letters essays we have an interview, and then if you do get selected, um, and you choose to participate in the program. Uh, we would, you know, focus on four main aspects. The first one is coaching, which is a massive part of the program. Uh, We have an entire curriculum that's online where we teach a lot of professional development. Um, All the stuff that university doesn't focus enough on, in our opinion, that's kind of how we launched the program to fill a little bit that gap. And then there's, of course, the internship component, which is part of the program. So we would find you an opportunity based on your skills and interests. Let's say, you know, I'll give your example, just, you know, you're, I mean, you're a student, you want to work in the advertising, in the advertising world, Maybe maybe an account or strategy, we would reach out to one of our partners, perhaps TBWA, McCann, Code and Theory, Red Antler, some of the, some of our partners. So we would do the back and forth basically with the recruiters to find you an opportunity and help you, you know, get an internship somewhere in a big agency, in a small agency. We have all of, all of those types of companies Mm -hmm. And, and you know if you want to do something abroad we would also work on all the relocation aspects so travel support visa housing you know insurance all the all the logistics basically and then the last aspect is the community and network so that's the big thing as well for the program so we have our own app where everybody can connect we do a bunch of events in each of the locations we do webinars with industry professionals so we're really trying to like Help our participants who launched their career, you know, to kind of accompany them, not only like while well, they're students, but also once they're recent grads. So it's not just an internship and then you're gone. It's, it's actually a whole community that we're trying to foster.
0: Love it. I love it. It's, it's, so you're doing a lot of the tough work for the students uh, on the back end, you know, getting them those connections. Where, like, what are those connections at? Like, you, you mentioned a couple, but where, you know, could I potentially work if I'm enrolled in this program? Yeah, in advertising. of
1: course. So it would depend on each location, you know, of course, like some of the global agencies we don't have partnerships with on all locations, you know, sure. um, but basically I'll say like the ones that people might know of where we've placed students. So TBWA, McCann are some of them, Code in Theory that we just started working with, um, Red Entler, which is a branding agency, um, some like cooler, smaller kids like Mojo Supermarket that are like a really fun, you know, really fun shop. Um, for example, in Australia, like tribal, which is part of DDB group 72 and sunny. So those are like a few, you know, nice. examples of like the bigger names. And then we have like some, you know, boutique firms that are like more, you know, some luxury beauty fashion, like Reflex group or DT studios. Those are like smaller shops. So they are also really cool because, you know, sometimes you also want to go in like smaller teams, get more hands-on experiences that maybe the bigger corporations might not be able to offer.
0: Are you seeing like a lot? Are you seeing more like the creative track students like in art design or in copywriting enroll in this program? Are you seeing an equal amount of account managers and strategists applying as well? What's that demographic breakdown look like for their interests and in their careers?
1: yeah, honestly, it's it's quite equal as as you mentioned, like we really have a lot of people that are coming in from like, Advertising, com, PR, marketing types of degrees. that sure. are super interested in account, in strategy, some in production even. And then we have also the other side of the spectrum, like people that are in you know design, in like motion, in content creation, which is a big thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some in like UI, UX. So we really have like you know a, a pretty, a pretty varied demographic. But I definitely say that. You know people that apply to our program are people that want to do creative fields like we never have finance or i you know rarely it engineers like a little bit less although there are a lot of those types of careers as well advertising in some way
0: absolutely what are the other if what are the other career paths just for my own curiosity
1: of course so we do like i'd say probably like the the, the most you know the biggest kind of like industries that that we offer are definitely like advertising entertainment so we also work for example with like companies like cbs or like production oh, companies nice. then we also have like stuff a little bit in fashion visual arts performing arts, uh, oh, arts wow. interior so anything that's kind of like creative you know so we work with high beast for example or vice like a few, of wow. those, a few of those like companies so yeah it's it's pretty much like it's 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 broad but at the same time it's kind of niche still sure. so,
0: no, no yeah. absolutely and even if you If you're interested in advertising and that's your end goal is to be at an agency, let's say, even those internships at Vice or even in a fashion role, I'm sure can be super applicable and super interesting and maybe even set you apart even more on like your advertising career path. So maybe that's something to explore as well, too.
1: Yeah, definitely. And look, nowadays, like specifically a lot of the, you know, I think, I think it's a model that's shifting a lot, right? The agencies, like a lot of them are going to go in-house at what, you know, a lot of the big brands are taking that in-house now. So I think it's really cool to have also even if you're doing a career in advertising, I think it's very beneficial to like see the marketing side of it, you know, mm-hmm. in a brand, for example. So I, I definitely think that, you know, there's not a single journey, right? So every experience is really interesting. If you, if you leverage it with the right narrative, in any case, you can always like, you know, of course. figure out a way to like make it work for an agency.
0: Of course. If you were a like college student of this and you're looking for this program, and you, you know what you know now, what uh, city would you go to? What agency would you shoot for? Uh, if you had one, if you only had to do one, what, what would you recommend?
1: Well, wow, that's so tough. That's like the hardest question. Sure. Well, honestly, you know, I would say like New York is just a really tough place to be in general. So I think that our program has a lot of value there. Interesting and being like a place like, you know, code and theory, for example um i think is an amazing place to be like a place like red antler which is like more brand focus i think is like super exciting because those are like maybe the less like you know they're not they're not the you know the the winner mount thompson or the what you know the fcb the the ddb can yeah. or like tbwa but you know they have like such a cool company culture so i think new york is a great great place otherwise i honestly would say also like Places like Melbourne and Sydney. So cool.
0: So cool.
1: So cool, you know, and that's highly valuable. Like having an international experience nowadays is highly valuable. First of all, because all of those agencies are connected. So if you have a TBWA experience yeah. in Hong Kong, like most likely you'll be able to figure out a way to make your, you know, to make your way back at TBWA in New York or Chiat, you know, in LA. Or, so I think it's like, you know, definitely if you can't afford it, because of course going abroad is also another ballgame in terms of investment, let's be real. Mm-hmm. I think you can't afford it. Um, international, going international is always, always a good thing to do, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, let's talk about the pricing then. Uh, so I think the, the big question a lot of people are thinking about is, uh, why should I pay for like a program like this when I can go out and maybe earn an internship on my own Yeah, and get paid for it potentially? So yeah, that that's probably the biggest question on everybody's mind. So let's talk about it.
1: Of course. Well, you know, I'd say, look, the program, what you're paying for is really the support system that we're going to offer. same way that you're paying in some ways for education, you know, this is kind of like you're paying for the coaching, the access on a one-on-one, you know, level with like professional coaches to really like dig deeper into, you know, what are the next steps, right? As a university student, I think a lot of people have like those big ideas of what they want to do, but actually have absolutely no, You know tangible concept of the reality of the industry which is normal because you know you're not in it yet so having the possibility of like having a one-on-one mentorship with somebody who's like dissecting what your dream job is what the job desk looks like you know what are your like your strength your weaknesses you know in relationship to this job description Mm -hmm. like what is the action plan that you should be putting forward like talking to a professional resume writer to like rework entirely your resume And get something that feels really right for the recruiters, you know, all of those types of, first of all, like this entire mentorship, which I think goes through, you know, along for three months, at least for the program before you even start your internship, plus obviously all the support that we're doing on the back and forth with the recruiters, which is of course, challenging as you can yeah. imagine, because even us have to harass them, and it's not an easy thing to do. Sure, sure. Um, and and of course, all the travel support if you're going abroad, plus the community and the events. So you know, I think that for the pricing, um, you know, the pricing. First of all, I'll tell it because I think it's an important thing to for people to know as well. For the local for the local program, it's 1950, and for the international program, it's 2950. And the reason why it's more expensive for the international program is is that there's an entire added component which is basically all the work for us to issue your visa the back and forth with the employers on all the paperwork like yeah. getting insurance helping you find housing but i think that in the end of the day you know the pricing is is probably less than a course you know in in university and in yeah. my opinion it has you know such a direct impact like it's really we try to do something that feels like a real investment i'm french so we don't pay for education so that's something that's very sensitive to me so I always say to our participants, like, look, if you're doing this program the same way that you need to do with your school, you need to milk it. You need to, you, you know, to recoup every dollar that you spend in it. And that's, you know, about leveraging the connections that we have, like taking all the courses, like the webinars, you know, the connections that they're going to gain. So I do think that it's, you know, I, I've really made a lot of efforts to build this program, in my opinion, as, as something that feels like a real investment.
0: And it's. Are you guaranteed to get an internship if you're guaranteed to get an internship if you're in this program correct
1: you are you are exactly so that's that's also the concept like obviously we would never want to like you know take anyone uh take you know do a fee if if we're not able to guarantee it
0: that's why there's you know there's a there's a process in place and with um with that like so you you get them an internship and that internship could be paid like they could be getting paid like it's Maybe even likely that they'll get paid by that.
1: it's definitely look, you know, as much as I want to, that's that's the thing that we can't guarantee because what I don't do with this program is is like over promise and okay. I hate. I hate people that do that.. Sure, sure. um, so it's at the discretion of the companies, you know, and, okay. and I say like it's starting to get in the right direction with internships. Like it's starting to be more and more paid. Yeah. there's still you know, smaller firms that are still doing unpaid internships for credits and stuff like that. Sure when that happens, then obviously, you know, you need to also figure out what you're gaining from it in terms of mentorship.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, well, then you can do school credits, perhaps. Uh, You also are offering scholarships, right for this, for this program. So that might help with some of the money. And, and it's really, I'm not one to say how good the price is, I haven't done research, you know, with, but I trust you, I think, what you're getting and the method i want you to talk about as well because you yep. guys have a system you've been doing this for five years you've been working for a long time we'll get into your experience in a little bit but you have a method built out in your team uh that's pretty like pretty sound soundproof or bulletproof uh so we'll talk about that um uh but yeah so it i i think you know this is a really interesting program um so you want to tell, tell us about the method or yeah,
1: of course, of course. So, you know, through, through the, the program, we have like kind of an online, if you join in the program, there's kind of an online platform. That's the entire coaching curriculum. And basically it's taking, it's taking you through different levels, through different missions. We made it like we broke it down almost into a journey. And as part of this journey, you're gonna, you know, as I mentioned, like refine your goals, rework your materials. Work Mm -hmm. on like soft skills as well, which is super important because like recruiters are all about soft skills now, um, in my opinion. So we'll talk about, you know, we're talking about like how to build your online brand, how to network, like what's the business etiquette. And then on top of that, we have a pre internship training that we've built, um, not out of nowhere, lots of pragmatic stuff, but mainly because at one point, I think two years in the program. I got on a phone on the phone with like 20 25 I think recruiters and, and hiring managers and I had a, a series of questions for them as to like what made you hire your interns you know what 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 was it you know what was kind of the formula and based on all of those interviews we basically build you know a, a, a pre-internship training that really focuses on you know I think two main areas like communication with your supervisors, which is so key, and then attitude, which is like I think such a big thing. Specifically, like now with this generation, that's what I'm hearing a lot. It's always an attitude problem, which I don't know I think is just kind of a generational gap in 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 a lot of ways. But so you know, I'll give some examples, right, of like a few things that we touch upon um, in 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 this pre internship training. Like for example, we would talk about you know how to handle tasks that are sent your way by supervisors. You would be surprised of like how, you know, those are things that at universities, like n- nobody's teaching you, like how to actually proper, you know, properly handle a task, right? Like confirming receipt of any task that you're getting, like analyzing the task and like learning how to compile your questions. Cause you always want to be asking a lot of questions without, oh, yeah. you know, to use, I need help
0: with that for sure. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: It's, it's a real thing, right? Yeah. how to do that. Like also how to update your supervisors on the progress of your tasks you know what are the different methods to do that like how to present drafts prior to deadlines for preliminary feedback like all of those types of very tangible stuff you know we're trying to really touch upon or for example another example like the importance of researching your company before you're getting into your internship so yes really like looking into like, what is the industry? Like, what are their main competitors? Like, who are the clients? Um, what are the past and, and current projects? Like, what really are the services that they're offering, mm-hmm. stalking them on LinkedIn? Like, what are, what are the articles that they're putting out? Because all of those types of stuff really tells you a lot about the company culture, even looking at like, the main exec, the main execs, right? Like the main executives, like people who are your team, like, I think it's always very important, because the reason why we're going through this a lot is a lot of the hiring managers told us that really what made the difference is when people jumped in the internship and they were ready, you know, they were quick and sharp and like right away. And I think for any internship and for any student, it's super overwhelming to arrive into a new environment. This concept's thrown at you. Like the ad world is like so fast paced. So I think that, not a lot of students sometimes think enough of the prep work that actually needs to be done before they even start, like even studying the job description, like brushing up on all the softwares that might be required, all of those types of stuff. I know it sounds like for somebody who has been in the professional world, you're like, okay, that that feels normal to me. But for somebody who's jumping in, I think it's a big process to like, you know, that you really need support on. So You know, just those are like a couple examples of what
0: we're not even just for internships, any job, really, even when you anytime you get an entry level job, or you get a promotion, or you get a new position. These are all really valuable things that I've never done. And the things that I wish I've done. So I'm already learning, like being prepped, you know, some agencies do a great job with training on the job. A lot don't a lot don't have a lot of on site training. It's more you kind of figure it out as you go. So this mindset that you're instilling this method is super important for the people listening you know apply this these techniques this pre-research is so important i love that
1: and and look for us it's also we have an interest in that because obviously like i think the most the best track record we can build with this program the most relevant we are so we're directly interested as well in making sure that our participants are getting higher you know Boom. and I think we've got like a 45% rates of like Participants who are getting hired after their internship, either like as a full time or as a contractor, um, and that's something that's really important for us because I just want I just want to create this this program as a pipeline. You know, that's that's my goal is I want to create this kind of hiring pipeline, and I think that would be the coolest thing that we can do. So I think that's why we're preparing them so much is because we're really invested in their success. You know, it's it's becoming our success, right? What's your
0: uh, conversion rate with that of internships? to hires
1: so for local because that's really what we can talk about because there's no visa drama around sure.
0: it because yep, of course
1: international it's always always complicated L- local
0: is just new york
1: new, so for example we have yeah local would be new york for you guys but for example for australians they would it would be melbourne yep. City, right because we're global yep. so yep so local we've got 45 percent of nice. people got hired after their internship and that's really cool because not everybody that does our program is a senior so that means that we've got also some juniors that did oh, it that wow. did not be hired you know so it's it's a pretty cool uh you know it's a pretty cool um track record but we're obviously working very hard to like improve it every day Of
0: course I yeah. don't think there, I I bet you I'm pretty sure yeah. that the normal conversion rate for a, a, just a normal internship without this program is probably a lot lower
1: Yeah I would from I would internship
0: imagine. to hire Yeah I
1: would imagine yeah but of course it makes sense because like Of course, when you have the proper setup and the proper support and the proper mentorship, you're going to thrive. I mean, that's the entire concept of it. So I think it does make sense.
0: This is really interesting. So this is another break-in path that we haven't explored at all on this podcast because we've done uh, like portfolio schools. That's like a a method to break in, kind of like a fast track, a lot more expensive. But this is really interesting too because it's internship to job. I mean, I think everybody knows about the internship path. You kind of – it's like – it's like you need one, like you need to have an internship, at least one, you know, if you can have multiple great, but this is a a, another little hack into like, to breaking in. So I really think this is interesting stuff.
1: Thank you. I mean, I think I think I think it is really filling a gap in my opinion. And I think the most daunting part of the process, in my opinion, I recall back in the days when I was a student myself. And I think a lot of people relate to this is that, you know still in school i think there's no there's no such thing where we sit you down and we tell you like here are the exact paths that you can be taking based on your skill set and your interests you know and i think that it's very daunting because everybody wants to become a creative director or like you know an account manager but like people actually don't really understand what the reality of it, like how right. many years into it are you going to start doing things that are fascinating to you or, you know, so I think that's like something that is, and I think the schools are working really hard more and more to do that, which I think is fantastic. They're actually like more getting up to speed to yeah. just creating a, a, a bit, a bit more of a tangible track for the students. So that it's not just theoretical, you know, it needs to be a little bit more pragmatic in my opinion.
0: In my, in my experience is really that entry level, like, 100 level class that explored the career paths, which is smart because that's like where you establish where you want to go like early on, but then they don't really touch on that too much after that. I, I, I'm i not sure if that's universal for all schools, but you're right. Like there's always a need for career development and any opportunity you can get to explore like different careers and yourself are super important. And the best way to do so is through an internship, I, I believe.
1: For sure, and it's also the way to understand what you like and what you don't like. You know. Oh yeah. I'm. I'm. I always tell the participants, like, look, honestly, I don't want that. But if you got out of this internship and you told me, like, Laura, I definitely don't want to do what I did. Like, but I want to do what that you yeah. know person over there did. I'd be very happy with that. Just as
0: helpful. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Just as helpful, and I think that's something that, and that's why I think you should ideally, if you can, have a couple internships under your belt before you're graduating, Great. because the way you kind of have, okay, you know, it's it's starting to, and of course, that's, that's a life journey, right? We're all trying to narrow down more mm-hmm. and more as we go towards the path that really fascinates us. But I think you should start early, as early as you can, of course.
0: Yeah, even like, yeah, even if you're a freshman in college listening to this, your first year, like apply, apply, apply. If it's, if it's unpaid, you know, it's unpaid like do or volunteer somewhere and get yep. that experience on your belt because the more you do stuff you don't like, you'll know what you do like and that's that's awesome stuff how, the scholarship I I mentioned it earlier yeah I, I'll talk about that I, I skipped I skipped over it I wrote that down. What scholarships do you have are you offering? how can people look into that?
1: Yeah, so I'm glad you're asking because this is uh, we have some really cool schemes there. Um, so basically to apply to the scholarship, usually it's when you apply to the program, we have an application process and in the application form there's also a part for a scholarship essay, and you have to let us know which type of scholarships you'll be applying for. And I'll tell you about, about the different types. Um, so basically we have three types of scholarships that we offer. We have an inclusive scholarship. That's a 250 us dollars scholarship. We have an ambassador scholarship. That's a thousand dollar scholarship. So that's nice. a pretty scholarship. Um, and of course, if you if you have an ambassador scholarship, then you also need to like become an ambassador of the program, like help us raise awareness around it, perhaps mm. facilitate more relationships with your university, with the program. And then mm. we also have um, a scholarship for creative diversity, which is a scheme that's a little bit different. And actually we work with code and theory and Red Antler, for example, that I mentioned or moving picture company as well. So for that scholarship scheme, basically anybody who is from a background that's traditionally underrepresented in the field, you know, whether it's like race, ethnicity, you know, gender identity, sexuality, disability, like we, we, we made it like as really a general, you know, umbrella to like not reduce it too much. But basically you would get a full scholarship on the program. So there's zero costs on your end. And then you would get a guaranteed paid internship above minimum wage with one of those partners. So that's nice. also a really cool scheme that's only valid that's only valid for New York because okay. we don't have funding to unfortunately pay also for all the that's real- okay. stuff. But for New York for American students or for green card holders, this is a scholarship that's available. So highly recommend, you know, whoever's listening to that and who feels like they could be eligible for this to to consider it and apply.
0: Love it. Love it. I think those are fantastic. Is and so 100 150 people ish is like what you shoot for every summer?
1: Every year, actually. Every year. We're selective. We're small. We're selective, and I think that we're gonna try to grow more than that, but we're being very careful because you know I think the reason why employers are interested in working with us as well is because of our selection process and because mm-hmm. of how picky we are. So yes, I'd say 150 max is what we can we can like you know do every year. And I think that probably like we're not going to go above 200 for for a while um, just because we want to keep it a family type of thing as well. You know, we're really trying to work hard on the community aspect yeah. people who like foster relationships. And as soon as it becomes really, really big, you know, such as the schools, for example, it's always harder to like handle an alumni community when it's like really big. Yeah. So I think that's, that's also a big thing for us.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. I want to now talk about your credibility and your background like and if you think of anything else that we want to talk about with the program just bring it up like yeah sure absolutely but like like how did you get started in advertising like what what experience do you have like how how are you credible to be here you know creating this program like tell us about yourself and in your own journey of course
1: well definitely advertising is something that's it's really funny because it's coming full circle for me um, in the sense that I started after, I, first of all, I, I'm, I'm from Paris, I mentioned that earlier, but um, I, I did a master's in business on my end. I did like a strategic, man, international strategic management master's at the Sorbonne University, which are all really fancy words for business, basically. And I was that type of student that had no clue what to do. Like, I knew that I didn't want to be in IT in finance. I knew that I wanted to do something creative, cultural. But I was like a producer type of person, like a project manager. I was definitely business mm-hmm. oriented. And so I actually started, I did my internship at TVWA in Paris. Um, Amazing. For six months. And they actually offered me a gig after that. They offered me a job, but I, I declined it because for me, the goal was New York City. Like that was, you know, I guess I grew up watching too much American television. And so sure. I wanted to make it in New York. So. When I was 23, I decided to basically like book a one-way ticket, which I could do as a French citizen, obviously as privileged French citizen who can book a, uh, who can book a ticket to the US without applying for a visa. And okay. I was like, okay, I'm going to find a gig. And actually, I was looking in different places, but I was looking also in the cultural field, not just in the advertising world. And I ended up actually working in the cultural field. I found a job as a, as a producer in theater, so I worked on Broadway and off-Broadway shows. For most oh, amazing. Of the- so I'm actually from the theater side. Um, and that was actually a perfect example because I thought theater producer was going to be so glamorous, you know, like casting and being on stage. And it was totally not. It was actually raising money for shows. So that was like okay. a perfect example that if I had done an internship in that, I would actually realize that there would have been different ways of producing and I, sure. and I worked for the wrong one. But I worked in producing for like six years. And then after that, I met an artist, a fine artist, um, this woman called Nicole Cohen, who was just really fabulous. And she had this big collective of artists and she was she was connecting students with galleries and like fine artists in Berlin. She was sending American students to Berlin basically. And I was like, wow, that's really cool because that's kind of what I wish existed back in the days when I came from Paris to New York and I struggled and I spent so much money and so much like stress to try to find something, just an entry, you know, an entry Mm -hmm. point. And so I suggested to her like, hey, why don't we launch kind of a global program that help facilitate those types of opportunities um but in the creative areas and we started with fine arts so this whole thing started actually with fine arts visual Mm -hmm. arts and then rapidly expanded to advertising and design because we saw so many students from design areas from com marketing who were like but what about us like i don't want to work in a gallery i want to work in that agency so like okay cool so i started contacting back my people at tvwa paris who like Put me in touch with twa hong kong and then it started sure. like started very naturally through the through the um, you know the network and that's how it you know that's how it came about and now we've been like you know since 2016 we've launched and um and we really started to become actually quite strong in the advertising world nice. um, i think just really organically you know because of the types of people that we've had and also the types of people that i knew to be honest it's also because of my own network that of it course this way
0: and then it grows and it gets bigger and everybody's involved now and it's been five years, right? Yeah. So that's a that's a good amount of time, and you're, and you're still loving it. You're gonna, you're you got bigger plans for it, I'm sure, and you're you're committed to it, and that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I think I've got big plans for it, just because of the community that we're building. To be honest, like I think because of the curation process that we have in selecting our people, and like all the recruiters that we're talking to all the companies that we're talking to plus all those like I call them kids they're not kids of course they're you know 20 early 20s but they're my kids I kind of see it this way but all those kids that are going to be like really the next key players in their field but on a global level I think there's so many things to be done with such an international community so I do have I do have a lot of big plans for it but right now my plan is to make it the most solid program possible and something that feels like you know, the best stepping stone possible for any student or recent grad that's coming out and that wants a career in this field.
0: I love it. I love it. And how can people apply? When, when can they apply? Is there application open right now?
1: That's a, that's a great question. So we have actually applications year round. Um, so we, we, we offer internships like fall, spring, summer, love and it. because we work with Australia, like it's the in summer. So in November, like we have random start dates, you know, okay. throughout the year, but there's one thing to keep in mind is that we do have kind of an early on application process because the program is not just the internship, right? It's like a three month prep I love that. before the intern. So it's like you said it yourself last time you and I talked and I thought it was a really cool way to put it. We have like a pre internship and then the internship.
0: Oh yeah.
1: The program. So, so for local opportunities, you definitely want to be applying at least three months before you intend to start. And then if you want to go global, that's even longer, we need six months because then there's visa processes included, which takes a lot of time.
0: I mean, if you can go global, do it, right? Like I, one of my big regrets was not studying abroad in college. And I had a situation where it, it didn't work out, but if you can swing it or you can't do it, like if you can't study abroad, maybe this is the, the next opportunity. This is the next thing here. So I, it, I think it's really interesting.
1: Yeah, and it's cheaper also than doing a study abroad program. Yeah. And in my opinion, it's like you're getting the benefit of like exploring another culture plus getting like a really shiny line on your resume. So I'm like, why not? You know, right. I, it's a it's a good uh, and look for yourself. It's not too late as well. You know, I talk to a lot of people like I think having doing a shift at one point, even like in the first 10 years of your career and like doing a shift, going a couple of years outside, because now that you're working for firms, they might be able to like, you know, transfer you. So yeah. I definitely think it's something to you know to do if you can you know within the next the first 10 years of your career i think it's going to be like um you know it's a big it's a big step up and i'm so scared
0: though i'm so scared to go abroad like i i i get lost easily and i I get anxious easily like i'll be okay if i go abroad you know if i go somewhere globally for like a couple months i'll survive
1: You you would survive and like you know now everything's so connected like and for our program we've got like you know in city orientation we've got city guys that we've created we have like the entire system you know support system honestly specifically the places that we offer berlin like mm-hmm. hong kong melbourne sydney those are like super global places you know really multicultural so you'll feel would right at home
0: would i be by myself potentially or could i like partner up with somebody like if they're going if there's somebody else from another agency like I, I feel like i would need to have like a couple people like
1: that of course there's always a community there and that's why we're organizing like we have events every month in each of the locations that we okay. offer and usually everybody's hanging out together in our housing also like we usually kind of try to put people in the okay. same buildings if not in the same apartment so that you have a crew you know that's the big okay. part it's daunting and,
0: and the covid plan like is it is are things getting back to normal more so or like Are the internships online or are we able to go abroad? Like what's the situation there?
1: So that's been like a crazy drama that's been like really longer. I think everybody that's, that's like more, long, you know, longer than everybody had, you know, would have thought about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think things have like specifically now in terms of travel, things have slowed down a lot. So we still do international internships. It's more on a case by case. And it's like, you've got to, you know, now you've got to like calculate that you're going to do like a five day or 10 day quarantine when you get there. So you need to like know that. And then sometimes you need to apply for, you know, different types of visa and stuff. So we're dealing with that, obviously. And then there are some internships now that are virtual and that are remote, um, for sure, because, you know, for example, some of the Partners like Code, I know you were talking to uh, one of the recruiters, Michelle, mm-hmm. who you know uh, really well. So you know, Code is still virtual. For example, like mm-hmm. a lot of the, a lot of the big agencies are still virtual. So I think you know, when that happens, then we make it happen virtual. Uh, but there's a lot of them that are starting to do hybrid. So it's a shifting model, and we're just kind of trying to like adapt. It's been a game of like crisis management, adapting. And I know this is the case for this entire generation that's like graduating that. Mm-hmm you know, dealing with that. And I think that's a big, you know, it's a big stressor. And I think that's also something that we talk a lot about the program and like, how to stay engaged virtually? I mean, it, those are like, you know, big issues now that this generation is going to have to face and all absolutely. of us. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's it's tough out here. So okay. if the program can help in any way like that, and you know, adapting, I'm all in for it. So this has been great. Is there any um advice or like resources like that you want to get out there to the people that are listening or our audiences, usually undergraduate advertising students looking to break in. Um, other than the program itself, do you recommend any resources, books, podcasts, anything like that off the top of your head?
1: Well, definitely, you know, I, I'd say like a lot of the, usually I love, I love to recommend people to stock, you know, a lot of the Instagram accounts and like LinkedIn, you know, definitely, you know, in terms of, um, in terms of like a few accounts that I really like to follow is like, mm-hmm. you know, Ad Age, obviously, Fast Company, The One Club for Creativity, which I love. I think it's yes. such cool work. Uh, and it's very, it's a really interesting mentoring system also that they, that they have. It's a little bit different, but I do think that They do a lot of cool stuff and a lot of the agencies are there. And I would say my recommendation is honestly start really being more involved in your industry because that's what's going to separate you from others is like start to really stop the companies that you want on LinkedIn, on every social media media that they have, because when you're going to apply for your internships, whether you're doing it without the program, I do a lot of webinars about that. And so I feel very strongly about it. I think a lot of the students are making a big mistake is that they're applying for like a hundred of hundred positions they're yep. using that template email and mm-hmm. you know you know that so many times i'm hearing the recruiters tell me like if you knew how many times i got you know uh, um a template telling me that they were super interested in TBWN when i was like ddbo you know what i mean like oh you know, yeah
0: they messed it up making
1: those mistakes i've or done that well when their name is michelle oh, I mean, yeah, I've that, done that. of course we've all done it so get out of the templates that's my recommendation Instead, yes think about quality over quantity. So don't apply to 100, apply to 10, but really put out the most qualitative email to that recruiter that you can. And that means like talk about why you're so interested in that business because of the latest article that they've posted about that trend that really shifted your, you know, your perception of this. Like talk about really be precise because I think that, you know, the recruiters who are solicited, you know, so many times seeing hundreds of emails, when they're seeing those types of things, when they're seeing that you really put in the work because they can smell it, I can assure you that they will know if the, if it is a template or if it mm-hmm. is not. I think that this is really your best bet. So I would say quality over quantity for anybody who's applying for an internship or for an entry level, mm-hmm. I think you'll, have, you'll, you'll up your chances. Because even for the, you know, look, for the program, what I try to reach out to employers is the same way, right? If I'm reaching out to all the ad agencies and I'm sending out the same half-baked email, That means like I've said to everyone, I'm not going anywhere. I'm getting a 1% response rate, rate, which is probably a no. But if I'm like really taking the time to think about what is the goal and what is the mission of this company and how can my narrative plays into their mission and how can I figure out if anybody that I know works there and I have anybody that can offer me an in. I'm going to get that response, you know, so I yep. think that's, that's my main advice. I don't know if I digressed a little bit, but no,
0: it's great. It's great. I do that too. Like when I find guests on the podcast, it's really, it's a, it's a good method, you know, that quality over quantity and customizing it and being honest. So, and showing passion, like if you're ex- excited. So I love it. And this has been great. Uh, the Artbound bound initiative. Uh, go to the website. Uh, I'll put the link to all of the website and your social accounts into our Instagram. So go to our Instagram at entering ad to find all of those. Uh, Laura, this has been great. And I appreciate you coming on. I got nothing else. Anything else you want to talk about?
1: I think that's, I think we covered most of it. And I really appreciate, you know, your time. And I think what you're doing is super cool and uh, really helpful because I think we need to multiply those types of initiatives, you know, to like create the support system for people. So I think, I think that what you're doing is really valuable um for you for yourself for many others and yeah keep it up and i'll definitely be i'll definitely be checking out the next episode as well to hear what other people have to say
0: amazing thank you so much Thank you all for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's guest. Make sure you go and connect with them on LinkedIn. Tell them that Breaking and Entering sent you. Now, thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio technician, and Buchan Zhang, our creative director, as well as the student team from the Midnight Oil Agency at the University of Illinois. Can't do it without you all. Thank you very much. We will see you all next week with another amazing guest.